0: Hey dudes and dudettes, what's going on? And welcome to episode number 25 of the Lepressed and Guest Podcast. My guest today is Dustin Kennedy. Dustin is a video game streamer and comes on the podcast to discuss video games with a focus specifically on Super Mario Sunshine. If you're into video games and streaming, be sure to follow Dustin on Twitch TV by searching for the Liquid Prince. Thank you so much to all my friends, family, guests, and everyone who listens and supports the La Press and Guests podcast. I could not do this without all of you. Finally, and last, but most importantly, thank you so much, truly, to the brave men and women of the United States military. It's because of your bravery, dedication, and sacrifice that any of us are able to do what we love doing. I am forever in your debt. cheers 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 Will I be able to hear that probably <laughs> but this is good audio yeah this entire J- episode is just gonna be me and dustin drinking tea and just gargling the, the liquid i am um, oh, we recording right now yeah yeah we're good <laughs> we're good and i told you the first i think statement on my podcast was you just saying horny yeah i know we're and,
1: back baby yeah horny. We're, we're back again.
0: are <laughs> or bad it's gonna be rad yeah enjoy that uh this is nice. This is thank you. It's really good on the throat. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> sounds wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Yeah. No, it's a nice little tea, mm. a lemon ginger, and then I love the mug. My good friend Mackenzie made that for me, and then she was so happy and proud of me, get my podcast set up that she sent me two custom ones. Oh, really? Yeah, I saw her. you loved it. a
1: second ago. you were trying to drink out of this one. So. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. She makes uh, she makes the best mugs and pottery, and she's yeah, over in Missouri, so. She sent me some official La Press and Guest mugs to help with the branding. Yeah, one of my best friends
1: uh, used to do like pottery and stuff. You actually, you know her. Who's that? Minor.
0: Oh, I didn't <laughs> know used Minor to did stuff pop. Like that. Yeah. Tury. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to make assumptions. Yeah. This is a long time coming. So last time you did the pod, you were you were full vegetarian and now Oh yeah, holy shit. That's been that yeah. long. When yeah. did we do it? We did it in twenty twenty or yeah, twenty twenty and then it took oh, me a, crap. It took me a few months to get going and get it produced, man. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but
1: yeah, because we were the I was the first episode. Yeah. Jeff. Jeff Jeff. Sorry, sorry. episode, sorry, I just Jay, did Jay,
0: an Jay. episode of Barnacles. Barnacles. Yeah. Yeah. I was I love that podcast. <laughs> it's great. It's great. I think they may be um I think they said they're. I don't want to break any news yeah. here or so, but I think they may start winding it down. Oh, really? Yeah. If you guys haven't checked out those check it out right now. Yeah, what are you doing with it? <laughs> if you love SpongeBob, which let's face it, that's everyone, mm-hmm. you need to be checking out Barney. Or everyone from our generation. We all grew up with it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, first off, just want to say thank you so much for coming over and happy Thanksgiving. Hey, happy Thanksgiving. Thank you for having me here. Are you that's uh, awesome. <laughs> are you going up
1: to the hills? I am. Well, going up Thursday and then I think that's it. My mom's side of the family is not doing anything this year. So it's just my dad's side of the family doing something. So I almost like part of me was like, oh, that sucks. But also part of it was like, yeah, I get to play more video
0: games. So this works out. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Awesome. Are there any particular games you're going through right now? And uh, you kind of take your games one at a time for the most part, right? Yeah. One or two at
1: a time. So like I, I stream a video game and then I play a video game in my personal time. Okay. So right now it's Hollow Knight and God of War Ragnarok, which, you know, is huge right
0: now. So, Do you find more enjoyment out of the one, even if, let's say, which two games are you playing right now? God of War Ragnarok and Hollow Knight. If you played God of War Ragnarok and that was your streaming and then yeah. maybe months before or after you came back and that was just your leisurely one, do you find it more enjoyable just on your own because in my mind it feels like there is a job component to it which as much as you love doing what you do yeah
1: no that's hilarious that you say that because i was just talking about this the other day on twitch like there there is something so different about playing a video game on your couch relaxing all alone then the other the the other thing when you're playing video games on stream you literally have to entertain all the people that are there you have to constantly talk because if you're just sitting there playing everybody's like uh you know it's kind of awkward you're just yeah. watching some dude just play a video games weird so you you know you want to talk a lot and you want to like interact with chat but it's exhausting mentally because you're you're constantly trying to respond to everybody and you're trying to keep up with the game and trying to maintain the story of the game because a lot of the games i play have story. so you're trying to like keep up with the dialogue read all the dialogue in the games while also reading chat so it's exhausting but <clears throat> there's also something really beautiful about it like everyone's coming together to experience like one video game. And that's why I started it in the first place. I wanted to do stuff like that. And I thought it was really cool. So, but again, nothing beats the old school way of sitting on your couch,
0: just chilling, playing a video game. So. Absolutely. Now we're, are a lot of the video games you play, are they typically one player? hmm
1: <clears throat> Most of the games I play like can be single player, like RPGs and action games but there are games like dark souls and i like fighting games Mm -hmm. those can be played with other people like you could play dark souls with another person okay so most games some games have co-op aspects to them but yeah a lot of the video games that i play will just be single-player campaign you run through
0: like god of War ragnarok is just you as kratos so okay you're getting flown out to a private island where you're going to be spending the rest of your days You get, we'll start with the system. What's the one system you're going with? Jesus, okay. Just call call (laughs) me Nick. You don't have to call me Jesus. (laughs) Okay, fine. This happened last time. (laughs) Uh oh. Are we back to episode one? (laughs) Yeah. Horny. Repeat. (laughs) So, one system. That is a great, that is an amazing
1: question. I love that. I I love thinking about stuff like this. Okay. Okay. Oh, well, this is.
0: Because it's not necessarily your favorite. I think when you ask. This island question, yeah. when it's anything, you've got to go with what's going to be most functional yeah. and useful and what yeah. I'm going to get bored with the l- in the least amount of time. So you're,
1: so you're saying video game console, but I can have every game.
0: Sure. Yeah. We'll okay. do that. We'll okay. do that.
1: So this is actually a hot take here. Okay. It used to be PlayStation 2. I would say, yeah, I'll take a PS2 with every video game that's ever come out on it. But this has changed in recent years. Okay. There's a video game console that has overtaken the PS2 in my opinion, in my eyes. Go on. The Nintendo Switch has everything you can think of. Like, for people who are trying to get into games, and they're not necessarily concerned with, like, the highest-end, like, fancy graphics video games and stuff, Mm -hmm. because you can get a PS5 or a Series X or even a PC and have these amazing graphics and see all these amazing, like, details in the game, but they don't have the games that Switch have. Mm -hmm. They've got all the Nintendo content, but they also have all the third-party content. Like, PS1 games that came out years ago are on the Switch. They're hidden in the... Now, on the store, you just search where you can find it. Like, a lot of stuff is on the Switch that people don't even know about. Like, Grandia, which you probably never even heard of. It was just yeah. an old Dreamcast game. It's on the Switch. Like, you can play so much shit on the Switch. Is Sega owned by Nintendo? <clears throat> no, no, no. Sega's a separate company. They just stopped making consoles, like, right around the Dreamcast time. Because it, it, it was horrible as far as sales went. Dreamcast was their last console. It came out in, like, 1999. And PS2 came out, you know, two years later and it just annihilated the Dreamcast. So.
0: Yeah, there's something to be said about knowing what you're good at and sticking to that. I remember when I was a food and beverage manager at a golf course, Mm -hmm. this one customer came up to me and he said, oh, the coffee's a little stale. And I was like, oh, thank you for the feedback. I'll get a fresh pot going. And then he said, you know, Dunkin' changes their coffee out every 15 minutes. And I said, (laughs) how often do you go to Dunkin' Donuts and buy a Pigeon Wedge? He's like, what do you mean? And I said, Sir, we're a golf course. Okay. We offer coffee just as a little complimentary yeah. thing. Um, you're welcome for not charging you, by the yeah. way. Um, so um, that, that's how it always seems to be. The people yep. who get the stuff for free want to have for the sure. most complaints. And I said, we're, I don't want to get distracted by the shiny things. No, <laughs> I'm me, a golf yeah. course. I'm not trying yeah. to become a coffee shop. Yeah. So, yeah. So they just kind of figured out that they do games and other stuff best, not necessarily yeah. the consoles. Well,
1: that, and yeah, and like the, It's cool too because like Sega they did do good with the consoles. It was just that it's all about the time it comes out sometimes. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like you can look at the history of video games and certain video game consoles that have come out, they're a failure, not because they weren't impressive, but because it's not what people were ready for yet. Mm -hmm. Like the Vita. The Vita arguably is a Nintendo Switch. It's just it came out at the wrong time. So people didn't you know, people didn't buy it.
0: And it sold horribly and so PlayStation stopped making handhelds. I am finding that timing is pretty important, especially when I start, Mm -hmm. I'm starting to get more into Instagram and social media just for the purpose of posting this podcast. Yeah. And I don't want to be on social media, but at this point in time, it's kind
1: of,
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of, you're throwing out the baby with the bathwater if you're not promoting it. And if if you're not invested in your stuff and you're not celebrating your stuff, how do you expect anybody else to? And yep. I try and be an early riser and I'm just posting my stuff early yeah, in the morning. Yeah. And then I'm looking like, Oh, you've got two views. And it, <laughs> it's, it's, it, it makes you not want to do it. you're
1: like, why am I even doing this? It's pointless. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's, yeah. Every now and then there's that rare occasion when it does blow up and you're like, Oh shit. Like this is actually working. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I totally get that. It's like, cause I don't want to use Twitter, but like every now and then I use Twitter and I'll, I'll make a post on Twitter and boom, it'll get like, one, one time I got like 500 likes on a, on a mm-hmm. post
0: on Twitter. I was like, what the hell is happening? Yeah. And that's a tough balance to find. Yeah. Is I, again, I want to get the likes and it's yeah. just strictly from a number standpoint. Yeah. I don't want it to be like these likes are driving my self yeah. worth.
1: Yeah. And so, I mean, you're seeing, you get to see your numbers on Spotify and stuff like that, right? Or yes. You do. Okay. Yes. No, but that's a little more satisfying than the likes. Stupid Twitter post. It <laughs> is.
0: It is. And what's cool is that I've had a few friends come on. My good girlfriend, Cheyenne, was mm-hmm. just on, and she's over there in Germany, And she's gotten a few people. Was she the fitness? No, that's my good friend, Chloe, who was in UK, okay. London. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, and Chloe is all over. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They, um, It's actually a paid friendship. They, nice. they want no association <laughs> with me, but they do love the paychecks yeah. that time, so. But But. Yeah, it's funny because I just started looking into Anchor more, the host platform yeah. I used, and I've got a few audience listens in New Zealand, yeah, Germany, the UK. I think there was Costa Rica. So really, yeah. Before you know it, La and Yes is just Holy blowing shit. up internationally. Yeah. I feel <laughs> That's incredible. I feel like a Caucasian pit bull on Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> well, you kind of look like pit bulls. So
1: yeah, 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 it.
0: yeah. Absolutely, mm-hmm. you know. Bald head, oh I can I can lay down a dope track. Fine as hell. Yeah, no, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely.
1: No, but uh, you can do that on on Twitch too. You can look at where you're getting viewership from, mm-hmm. and it's it's cool to see that because you're like, how the hell did I even reach them? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and
0: it's probably time difference because they're all awake and you're you're streaming at 11 at night. <laughs> so. That's that's the biggest um hurdle for me getting yeah. guests um not in this time zone is just figuring right. out and. I'm so thankful and grateful for my guests that come on. And yeah. eventually I want to get to a point where I can just give more than a thank you for coming right. on. I'd yeah. love to pay for the airfare, or help them out sometime. All right. Shit, almost into the cast. Yeah, almost into the cast. <laughs> That's how mad I am that I can't pay them. But um, yeah, I just, I just got to understand. I mean, we've talked about our childhood yeah, situations. Sure. And I've struggled with my self-worth all my life. And I'm yeah. starting to get better about realizing that, I am a good guy and it's probably no accident that I've surrounded myself with so many great people and that if I, if I ask them for help, you know, they don't need anything other than just, just my friendship in exchange. Yep. Same. I mean, dude, the same thing. Same thing for me. It's like, I'm surrounded by
1: people who I feel like are so much more impressive than me yet. They like view me as
0: an equal and it's pretty awesome. Yes. (laughs) That's that's pretty awesome. (laughs) That's how I've been growing up. Yeah. Is like, what are you all-stars <laughs> yeah. doing with me? I yeah. am really bringing down your average. <laughs> yeah. I'm really bringing down your average. It yep. you could be pro bono charity work. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, we're good at covering it up, so. <laughs> yeah, a- absolutely. Thank I'm you not, to I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not going to apologize for having a good personality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> oh, so. You would go with... Um, what was the system you said again? Nintendo Switch. Nintendo Switch. I can't believe I'm saying
1: that. I never thought a PS2 would be uh, overturned by anything. Seriously, PS2 is my... The reason I even... We're sitting here and talking about video games is because of PS2. Yeah. It's like what... Like PS1 was great. And that's what I started with, really. Mm-hmm. But PS2 changed my life. I saw the that video games could really truly be an art form. And I was like, this is nuts. But Switch has is, is really changed the game as far as like video games go. Because... I'm not concerned about like you know having 4K resolution. That's not what I'm concerned about. I'm, I'm concerned about like fun gameplay. The older you get, the more you don't give a shit about that. Like who okay. kind of care about stuff like that or like newer gamers who think that their mm-hmm. games have to be all nice and shiny.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm not necessarily cared of, caring about like resolution. Sure, frame rate is important for fighting games and stuff like that, but as far as like the Switch, yes, it is getting dated. But I, I fucking love it. And every game that comes out on it, like they have so many indie games, so many AAA titles from Nintendo, and
0: just old school classics that are coming back. Indie being independent? <clears throat> yeah, I, yeah. I figured Indy. it was that, or from Indianapolis. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe some of them, but... <laughs> po- oh,
1: the double indie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we need to make that a thing. In- I don't think that's a thing in video games yet.
0: <laughs> indie Hill Road? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like, a, and so like so many retros and indies, and it's, that's what I love most, right? Retro, indie or at least I'm learning to love indie games. I used to like not really care, but the more I stream on Twitch, the more people talk me into playing more indie games. And so the more I like appreciate them and I'm like, damn, this is actually some of the best video games you can play right now are independent games because independent games come from just straight passion because you're not going to make a video game. Like obviously you're not working for like Activision, so you're not going to make a lot of money. (laughs) There's no guarantee that you'll make money really. So when you make an independent game, it's just based on art. Like it's based on passion. So When those games come out, man, you can feel the passion sometimes.
0: Yeah, and that's why. Yeah, (laughs) that's why I enjoy supporting local smaller businesses because typically, not that you can't have a good product, but as you start scaling up, you start losing the more intimate touches, like these mugs that my. Yeah, best friend made it's me. awesome yeah and that's, that's sick <laughs> this is La sick. pressing yes yeah. <laughs> yeah and she did it off of philly colors and she just yeah, so cute. one day she just completely uh, asked for my address and i gave it to her I was like, yeah. what's going on and then it shows up and she's just got this heartfelt note yeah about that's how that's proud so she is yeah. of me and um she's she's one of my best friends and yeah, i can't support her enough because all i did was say hey i just want to shout out your yeah. your shop and help get yeah. good quality people Recognition yep. they deserve. where I don't did you say your shop was? She's um she's in Kansas City, Missouri. Oh okay, okay. So I believe it's Missouri. It's Kansas City. I just don't know whether it's Kansas yeah. or Missouri. It's right on the border, but um I try and plug her stuff as much as I can. Yeah. Driftwood ceramics, MSG pottery. Right on. Um, she does a great job. And then, Instagram. Yeah. Send it to me after that. Yep, oh, I will, and I'll, probably, up. I'll plug. I'll yeah. plug it in the link, and yeah, I try and uh, get my friends and stuff uh some mugs and stuff from yeah. her because like mine, or she does. She's big in the pot. Read. <laughs> yeah yeah probably no maybe maybe i can
1: get in touch with her and get her to make one for uh, liquid, prints. liquid
0: prints i'll, yeah, I'll, no I'll reach problem. out and yeah. see if i can get you and um she's saying of course no I'll, no I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll i'll pay for it since you're uh always so gracious with your time and uh it'd be dope just to get some liquid prints with some uh what do you think some purple on there purple and yellow purple and yellow maybe yeah are those uh are those your favorite colors those are two of my favorite colors. I think
1: purple and maroon red are my two favorite colors, though.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, man.
1: So I bought so many of these at a. Uh, oh, yeah. Columbia. Go ahead and take the hoodie off. My God. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> here we go. Here we go.
0: Sorry. These, it's only... these are two of my favorite colors, too. Like this green right here. Yeah. Like olive kind of. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm just really loving... Just love all of them, and you just find what colors work on what stuff. We're kind of like Christmas right now. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, I mean, we're pretty much presents to everyone. (laughs) Humbly, of course. Oh my goodness. Humbly, of course. Now, would the system change up if I asked you same island question, but we're going to a game? One video game. A game or a game series? Oh. Because maybe something like yeah. Because Call of Duty, Mario stuff, can get
1: expansive. Oh, for sure, yeah. And I would love to sit here and be like, since this podcast is kind of going to, or this episode is based, which episode is based on uh, (laughs) (laughs) Super Mario Sunshine. Yeah. I'd love to say Super Mario, but actually, if I had to choose one video game series to play for the rest of my life, I would probably choose Metal Gear Solid because that's what's changed my life also for video games. When I told you about starting out on PS1 and seeing the art of video games, it's because of Metal Gear just traveling through PS1 into PS2 with Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3. And one of the first video games I got when I was finally able to obtain a PS3 was Metal Gear Solid 4. And so, and then the last Metal Gear that came out was 5, but that came out on PS4. So I've really just experienced the series throughout all the consoles of PlayStation. They came out on Xbox too, but that series has such a special place in my heart because Adiokajima is one of the greatest writers in my opinion. He's just nuts with his storytelling. So, and it may be convoluted, but I love it and it's just ridiculous mm-hmm. and it's got a little bit of everything that I love about like entertainment like mm-hmm. from anime to video games to film. Cause he's a huge film buff music. Harry Gregson Williams does all the music for it. It's just so good. So I can, yeah, I would choose Metal Gear Solid. So I'd have to choose PS2. If what, I had to choose the console... if it was just a series that choose Metal Gear, but if it was a series on a console, it would be PS2.
0: What were some things or aspects of Metal Gear Solid that you were able to start noticing that video games could be an art form? What were some things that stuck out and made you go, hmm, this is more than just kind of a way for people to blow off yeah. steam or have fun. <clears throat> That's a awesome
1: question. Okay. Thank you. So it's Metal Gear Solid, PS1, right? Video games at this time, before we got to Metal Gear Solid, were video games were trying... In a way to do storytelling as kind of like cinema, the storytelling, like film. Mm-hmm. And the first video game to ever really truly do this was Metal Gear Solid. The cutscenes were all filmed in like a, like almost like a camera angle that would, would be in a movie. The store, like the way that the characters like talk to each other was very similar to the way that characters would speak in films. It, it was just storytelling on a cinema level, but in a video game. And it was the first time this was ever done back in like 1996. So it's a long time ago, Video game. this changed video games. Metal Gear was around before this,
0: but this was the first time I realized, well, holy shit, video games are like movies now. So that was the question <clears throat> I was writing down. Did you almost feel like you were an actor or somebody involved in the movie? Is that maybe so you, what drew, it to, drew you to Yeah, it? you feel like you become Solid Snake. That's the beauty of
1: it. Like Solid Snake's the lead character in the game. You feel like you truly become that character, you mm-hmm. know? And so you're going through all this. And look at video games today. It's All the video games do it now. Like, I feel like I'm Kratos in God of War Ragnarok and God of War, you know, the very first God of War. It's like they do this now with like over the shoulder to make you feel like you're really following the character and they make you become the characters. But Metal Gear Solid was the first video game to truly really do this because mm. platformers and, and stuff like that was like the popularity of of early consoles uh, and fighting games kind of started to get bigger in the PS1 era, but they were huge in arcades, so. But yeah, Metal Gear Solid showed me that they could be more than just a video game that you're just playing. Because, you know, I played Resident Evil and stuff like that back on the PS1 too. But it didn't do it like Metal Gear did. Mm-hmm. You know, Metal Gear had voice acting. PS1 games didn't have voice acting. So this was just crazy. You were like, what the
0: hell? The characters are talking. Yeah. So it was it was really cool to see. Have any games inspired TV shows or movies? It seems that it's kind of the opposite where you'll have a good movie series or TV series or maybe even a book series. And then they'll create a game off of it. Has it kind of gone in the inverse where there's a game so popular that maybe they make a movie or a book or a television series off of it? Absolutely. And this has happened more
1: recently. Like, it's funny you mention this because this is the first year. Oh,
0: Pokemon. In, I just thought of one.
1: Yeah, Detective Pikachu. But this is the first year. No, wait, year.
0: Pokemon <clears throat> What?
1: No, Pokemon was a video game first. Yeah, you're right. Really? And then they made an anime out of it. And then they got movies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, yes, it was happening a little less back then. But now it happens a lot like there's a now a uh, uh, so, s- section at the Game Awards called Best Adaptation and it's the best adaptation from a video game into another media, mostly like anime movies. Sonic the Hedgehog, you know, has movies. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mario's the- getting a movie made by Illumina Studios. The guys who did Despicable Me now mm-hmm. with Chris Pratt doing Mario as weird as hell um is there anything he can't do i guess not it's
0: crazy and i heard his voice and people hated on him, but i liked it and i was like i like this Man, pe- people hate on success and true, true. it seems especially with some of his um his worldviews and stuff like that yeah people are just waiting for him to crack yep. because i think he leans more conservative and they're trying to lump him in yeah with that type of group and then it's just some guy who seems to just only care about spreading love and enriching yeah, people's crazy. lives yeah. and That's why I supported it from the very
1: beginning. Yeah. I heard Chris Pratt as Mario, (laughs) Jack Black as Bowser. I go, I'm in. I'm in. When
0: I... Did you ever watch Parks and Rec? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He was hilarious. When you watch certain TV characters or movie characters or entertainment characters, sometimes you get this feeling like, I don't know how much acting you're doing so much as this seems like it's just you. And that's kind (laughs) of how it seemed with uh, Nick Offerman, who played Ron Swanson. Oh, yeah. And... I, really, I them, really really a lot of that <laughs> and say. the office felt like that as well like all of them feel like they would be like that in real life yeah absolutely I suppose after 8-9 seasons or so oh, it yeah, almost it becomes a part of you
1: yeah for sure yeah like I think Breaking Bad is another great
0: example I'm pretty sure Brian Cranston's selling meth right? yeah, yeah I mean why wouldn't you when you see yeah. what a lucrative business it yeah. is and there's not much going on in New Mexico yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nothing personal nothing personal I've been out there I've worked out there you've worked in New Mexico? No, Arizona. Oh, yeah, okay. Arizona. <laughs> Arizona. So, but that's kind of like, I mean, at this point, is New Mexico just the New Jersey of the West, where everybody who's from New Jersey never actually says they're from New Jersey. It's either Philadelphia or New York. But you
1: can tell when they speak.
0: But yeah, that's true. Actually. It's that's just true. like, oh, what part? Well, it's almost
1: like Atlanta. I mean, think about yeah. it.
0: Atlanta. Everyone yeah. who's from the outskirts of Atlanta say they're from Atlanta. Yeah. Oh, what part of Arizona are you from? Flagstaff, Phoenix, Albuquerque. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Isn't yeah. that New Mexico? Yeah. Listen, <laughs> oh, come on. Yep. Just let me claim Arizona. <laughs> so yeah, but um, we we're pretty sure that Brian Cranston started selling that. Yeah. Gold. Yeah, we, mean, we want you guys might want to look into that. Yeah. So. Um... <laughs> 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 so, why do you want to talk about Super Mario Liquid Sunshine? Liquid Sunshine, yeah.
1: That's yeah. actually my version of the game I created on on uh, Steam. So okay. this all works out. <laughs> now, I want to talk about this. I thought about this for a while. This was actually was something I was going over last night. I was like, why did I want to? Why did I choose that game after, you know, we could have done Ocarina of Time or whatever? But I started thinking about it. One, the first episode we did was Super Mario 64. Mm-hmm. I thought it would be legendary to do Super Mario Sunshine because, one, I think I...
0: This would be funny if it was six years later, because S- Sunshine didn't come out six year until six years after sixty four. I can produce it whenever you want, really. So <laughs> yeah. we, we can just have the literally the um episode I did of Barnacles was yeah. a lost episode. So if we oh, want to really? have a lost oppressed, and guest, yeah. we can we yeah. can get after it.
1: But yeah, it's six years after the the launch of Super Mario Sixty Four came Sunshine six years later mm-hmm. on a different console, GameCube. And um I started thinking about it, I was like Sunshine gets a lot of, like, mixed reception from the fan base. Not necessarily when it came out. When it came out, critical reception was very high. I mean, it was. I think it holds, like, a 92 or some shit on Metacritic, which is incredible. You know, a 92 out of 100, that's, like, a really damn good video game. Yes. Yet, among the fans of Super Mario Sunshine, it doesn't get the hype or the appreciation or respect that, like, Super Mario 64 or Super Mario, Super Mario Galaxy gets. And so I, you know this was probably a year ago now I max, you know, I went for everything in the video game, completed it completely. All the stars. Yep. Did everything. And so after completing it, I I just sat there for a while. I was like, how does this compare to super Mario 64? And it was, I honestly think it is just as good of a game. I think it is 10 out of 10, an incredible video game. And I wanted to talk about that because it was like, what did they change? I mean, why did, why do people not like it? And I think people just don't like too much change to their, you know, some of their favorite video games. Mm-hmm. And so, I kept an open mind because when I played Sunshine for the first time, way back when I was a tiny little kid, I don't know, twelve or thirteen years old, mm-hmm. I played it on a friend's uh, in uh, GameCube because I didn't have a GameCube. We grew up with PlayStation consoles; we couldn't afford. My mom couldn't afford us all the consoles, so we never had Mario. Like after 64, we never had Mario again. So I didn't get to experience like a bunch of the GameCube games, and that's why I've been recently going back through a lot of them. But <clears throat> Sunshine after completing it last year I was like damn like you know I thought about the situations I was in you know at one point I was at my brother's house this last is this 2022 yeah 2021 mm-hmm. I was at my brother's house playing at, on Thanksgiving playing Super Mario Sunshine so it's funny that we're talking about this now about one year after I've done it I just remember the, the tremendous podcast. Yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> I think you planned it. God, I'm <laughs> so good at this. But it's so, it, it's, yeah, you are. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's so crazy because it was like, I was sitting there and I'm playing it, right? And it's, you're doing all this crazy shit with Flood and uh, my brother even watching it, he would never played Sunshine. He was just like, my God, dude, this looks, this looks so fun. Like he wanted to play it. It made him want to play it. And I think that that shows you a good video game. When you, when someone watches the video game, they're mm-hmm. like, damn, hey, I have to play this, you know? And so the more I played Sunshine, the more I did everything, the more I was like, man, this is another masterpiece. How do they keep doing this shit? And so that's why I'm excited to, you know, just keep going along the journey of all these games. But it's just crazy that Sunshine did all of that. And that's why I want to talk about it, because it's like this game doesn't get enough love. You know, it did have really good reception when it came out, but no Mm -hmm. one talks
0: about it like they talk about 64. Do you think part of the reason it was another masterpiece because of that six year gap where they maybe took their time and didn't just rush it out and try and get it out there as quick as possible, because that seems nowadays that it can get a lot of people caught up in the rat race where they're just trying to be first, first, first. And that's not always best. Right. Yeah. And, and remember we talked about this uh, in 2020. Yeah. um,
1: How some video game companies just take the same asset they just reskin it and then send it right, right back out. Call of Duty did this a lot. Assassin's Creed did this a lot. Uh, but no, when Nintendo makes a new Mario game, when Nintendo makes a new Zelda game, they go all in. It's, it's literally like that beautiful thing that they have, scrap it and start again. Mm-hmm. So, so they did that with sunshine. Right. But I mean, and then they had a, a demo at a, uh, like an E3 event. It mm-hmm. wasn't E3, but I, I can't remember what the name of the event was. Something or something. They had a video game called like Nintendo or sorry, Mario one, one, two, eight, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Super Mario 128, it was like a, it was going to be a new, like, kind of co pilafi, kind of, uh, sequel to Mario 64. This, mm-hmm. this actually had, uh, ended up not being a thing. And so that's when, um, here I wrote his name down because I, I don't like butchering people's name, but that's when, um, Yoshikai Kozumi mm-hmm. came in. It was his first Mario game. This is kind of the head of Mario now. He's okay. like, he does all the Mario games. He did up Super Mario Odyssey, which is the huge game on Switch. But he came in he after a ten year apprenticeship, ten years. That's a long ass time to work at Nintendo before you actually get a like a full on you know direct role. So he got his first role as director of Super Mario Sunshine. And so he started working his ass off trying to come up with designs and, and things to make it unique to itself and not Super Mario 64
0: 2. I I think that's a credit to Nintendo that yeah. they're willing to one have the the courage to yeah. completely scrap what, because like you said with call of duty, nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Everybody's going to have a different market and different objective. Yep. But when you just kind of put a different wrapping paper on and you're just given the same gift. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I think that speaks to what you just said about people don't like change. Right. right? As Nintendo said, we're, we're risk takers. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're gonna, we're gonna make the change. Yeah. And it's very rare that
1: video game studios do that anymore, you know, because like, obviously you have deadlines and you want to, uh make money so that you can keep continue, you know, that studio going forward. You can't, or otherwise you're going to be closed down. But luckily, Nintendo one, are still very passionate about this industry. And then two, they just, they have the money now Mm -hmm. to back themselves up so they can take the time they want with new Zelda games and Mario games. Like, you know, the last Mario game we got was in 2021 Bowser's Fury, but it was almost like an expansion to Super Mario 3D World. So it wasn't a full-on game. So our last real Mario game that we got was
0: odyssey in 2017 so i can imagine something's coming was odyssey essentially just a journey (laughs) or what was the whole concept behind that you get a
1: you get in this spaceship and you can just go to all these different planets and all these different worlds there's over a thousand stars one day we'll talk about that game but yeah uh because all these older mario games only have 120 stars so think about that like odyssey was insanely massive yeah and uh It was a beautiful game, but that's the beauty about Mario is that it doesn't matter how much content is in the game. Every Mario game is special. And I think when people think Mario, Super Mario, to be exact, not when I say Mario, I'm talking about Super Mario, not like Mm -hmm. all of his branch-offs like Paper Mario and Mario Kart. Those are all separate series.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's what I was going to ask if you just said Mario in general for your series. Mario is a massive franchise. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: But I'm talking about his sub-franchise Super Mario, which are his 3D platformer videos. So, yes, starting from the very beginning with Super Mario Brothers on the NES. God,
0: so I love that game. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> we could talk about that at some point
1: too. Yeah, that, that
0: was the first single-player game I gravitated towards. Really, I did a lot of. Um, my first console was N sixty four, and I had at the summer camp I would go to, we would do a lot of Star Fox and NFL mm-hmm. Blitz, and just to be polite, so, I was yeah. yoking people left and right. <laughs> yeah. I, I was I was yoking them. Really? <laughs> yoking? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, what is it? that, um, is that I like? Think, a, I think the kids are saying it on uh, oh, TikTok. When oh, you do yogi. very well. Oh. Yeah. Nice. I think so. using um, yeah. yeah. TikTok? You no yoking. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's you like joking, a, I'm right? a few years away from when they use, TikTok. So um,
1: <laughs> I use, I tried to use TikTok
0: and I didn't like it. So I just uh, I just don't know how much I want to invite the Chinese government into my life. Yeah, I get that. So yeah,
1: I I just couldn't I couldn't get behind the whole like. Embarrassing yourself, I don't know. Like, I feel like there's a lot of TikTok is embarrassing yourself. But then again, I think it's because, like, obviously, <laughs> we're an older generation. This happens every generation. Doesn't matter what generation. Mm-hmm. The older generation never understands what the younger generation
0: is doing. Yeah, no.
1: we're like, what, what the fuck are you doing? But that happened with our, you know, our parents and everybody yeah. from there. They like look at us and they're
0: like, what the fuck are you doing? You know yeah, what I mean? and it really. It makes sense for our generation because yeah. we, we are the best. So yeah, we have sure. the right to question every came. other. Yeah, we have the right to question every other generation. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Like, what's going on? I mean, we definitely stood up more to, to, to people. You know, yeah. The millennials stood up. Yeah, <laughs> i are not I, taking shit I, I love it when you hear older people complaining about the generation. It's like, <laughs> yeah. weren't you guys responsible for yeah. raising us? Yes. We we Were saved you, it. Weren't you overseeing the project? <laughs> yeah,
1: but then, yeah. I don't wanna say that cuz then you look at the
0: other generation and then we kind of raise them. Wait, no, we're good. No, no, wait, no. Technology, no, we're going to blame that on technology. Okay, again, okay. we're pretty okay, much yeah, we're flawless good. as a generation. <laughs> yeah, um, at a certain point the machines became sentient and we um, <laughs> Yeah. Again, now it's just kind of like recycling. I'm trying to do what I can on the individual level, yeah. but it's really on these companies to oh, make up some sort of change, yeah. you know. Oh my god. So, I'm recycling. I yeah. Get it. Dude, it's, so, it's so hard to actually recycle properly yeah yeah, yeah. so oh, it is dude it is yeah um i don't know if you heard on my last episode if you got to that point yet where me and my buddy will are talking about it and right now it just feels like the generation who came after us it feels like they're just watching everybody just run up a global <laughs> yeah. credit card yeah. and they're like hey um somebody's going to have to pay for this. Yeah. Somebody's going to have to pay for us. And we're just like, "Eh, it's fine. It's not us. We're good. We're good. (laughs) YOLO. Yep. Yep.
1: That's why I like that. I try to, I I stay up with it enough to understand what's happening in the world, but
0: I don't let myself get too caught up in it because I don't want to be depressed. (laughs) Yeah. So I get it. Yeah. Fine balance. And you've got to really focus on what you can control. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And I can control playing video games. So
0: you do it. (laughs) You do it. Well, what, um, GameCube, that was an interesting design and concept. It was, and how many Yeah, yeah, it was such a unique. Yeah. um It definitely grabbed your attention yeah. to where you're like, oh, this is not like anything yep. I've ever it was seen cute. before. cute, you
1: know. Yeah.
0: people wanted it because it was cute.
1: Adorable. I should and have then, bought one.
0: Yeah, and right then and now. then you see the discs.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Most games, some a lot of the games that were like bigger on that console had to be two discs. Mm-hmm. Which crazy back then, you know, PS2 games had two discs, and even 360 had two discs, so or three discs, shit. It's crazy to think, like, we used to be at a point where we couldn't even put all, like, all of the video game on a same a single disc. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's crazy. Because, you know, back with cartridge, you could put the one video game all in it because mm-hmm. the storage is a lot more compact. On discs, it's like gigs, and it gets into more complicated shit, so you have to make it, sort of separate it, and... It just sucked back then.
0: Yeah, but it's so crazy how durable Nintendo 64 and cartridges were. Oh my god! Like you could just throw it down the <laughs> yep. stairs like it's a slinky, yeah. and then yeah. all same thing every time. <laughs> hey, did you take the cartridge out and blow on it? Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: Dude, I have many 64 games at my house right now that I that I've had for god, dude, probably since I was like a wee little boy, mm-hmm. and they're still in great shape. Like, and I'm sure I've dropped these a thousand times when I was younger, but yeah, they're just, they still work perfectly.
0: I wonder if that's why Nintendo 64 made the GameCube is they were thinking, oh my God, we made such a good system. You <laughs> yeah. can't break this. It's going to survive the apocalypse.
1: Yeah. Here's some little disc. You might be able to
0: break yeah. those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they purposely made it like they're going through design meetings <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that. Yes. But when's it going to break? Yeah. We're pretty sure yeah. with all the tests we've done that it's going to run forever. Yep. You know? <laughs> Put a, put a design flaw in there. We yeah. need to make revenue. Yeah, and,
1: and Nintendo, they're so innovative, right? That yeah. Every time they release a new console, it's so different. So it's like they have they always have ups and downs. Actually, it's been like this for a while. So 64, high, high point. GameCube, not so high point. It didn't do so well in sales. Then the next console after GameCube, Wii, went way up. Wii was killing it, right? Then back down with Wii U. Nobody bought a Wii U. You probably don't even know what that is. <laughs> then, no. so then, and then the Switch came out. Boom. Look at it. It's blowing up. One of the greatest selling video game consoles of all time. So I, I hope they don't have a failure next.
0: But yeah, it's always been an ups and downs, but that's because of innovation. It's not necessarily because it's not good. Yeah. I think. It's just kind of the natural ebbs and flows. It, yep. You're never really going to find anything that's on a constant yeah. upward trajectory. Unless you just start copying yourself over and over again. You
1: know what I mean? Like yeah. The reason
0: PlayStation does so
1: well is because they don't change too much. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, here's a DualShock. Here's a DualShock 2. DualShock Three, mm-hmm. even the new DualSense. It's called DualSense. Is that based on the DualShock Four? So, yeah, you
0: got to you got to try stuff out. You have got to put yourself out there <laughs> to find out what works. And yep. dude, that was one of my biggest hesitations with getting this podcast going. Is yep. I was so nervous about it. I have no doubt. And then when I listened to our first episode, there yeah. was some stuff I was writing down and making notes, and it was kind of cringeworthy, but. I voice or my voice? I hate my voice. <laughs> I, I, I hate it the way it comes off. <laughs> no. And I was like, God, I thought I had such a smoother, better voice. It's like the fact that people listen to yeah, this yeah. is beyond me. No, I mean, really, I, just speaks to the mental illness crisis I, I, we're going through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I personally <laughs> love your voice. Thank you. So, so. Dion got a good bit of feedback on that. And he said, oh, really? yeah, a lot of my friends said you had a really good voice. I was like, well, oh, hell yeah. were they drunk when they listened to it? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I listened to you guys episode. Both of you guys have such like good voices that it was just, it was nice to hear the back and forth. So, because you guys sound so different too. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's like, a, it's a great dynamic. You guys should do more podcasts together. Yeah. I was like, this is we're, great. we're trying to, and yeah.
0: he, he ended up getting a lot of friends reach out to him mm. and say the same thing. Um, it's always tough because yeah, I would yeah. love nothing more than to just be able to have Dion on all, all the time. Oh uh, yeah, just do a dual podcast. An amazing but, dude, yeah, totally. Yeah, he's he's great, and I really value his perspective on things. That's yep, a man who's too. lived a lot of life, yeah, and he can um, provide good feedback and wisdom, which um, absolutely I don't think I can get enough of that. Yeah, <laughs> and nor do I have enough of that. So <laughs> no, nope. Trying trying to find out more and more. Yeah. Mm mm mm. So. Are the music's pretty much the same on all the Mario games for the for the most part? Do they f- um follow a similar style and pattern? So it's not like going from listening to rock to country to rap, is it? It no, feels but, like it's kind of the same genre, if I'm gonna say musically.
1: Yeah, but like the beautiful thing about about the Mario games is that if there is a theme, they're going to make you really feel that theme. Like if you listen to music from Super Mario Sunshine. Even if you never played the game, even if you don't understand what the game is, we can play. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You will get a very tropical vibe from the entire thing. You will. You'll hear it and you'll be like, "Oh yeah!" Like water and tropical. And that's the beautiful thing about Koji Kondo as a as a uh, composer Mm -hmm. is that he can do that with with so many different soundtracks. Like you listen to the soundtrack for Galaxy, it is epic, like like sci fi, like universe, because that's like in the galaxy. And it's just, you can feel it. You don't need to play it. You but can it, literally feel it.
0: But it's still very much within the feels and, yeah, the feels of a Mario-themed music. Even though it you're, takes on, yeah. like, a space theme. Yeah, you're you, going to feel those. You're going to hear it. You're like, like I, I still know this as Mario yep. and Nintendo.
1: Of course, absolutely. And that's the beautiful thing about Mario is that you you can't change the music, like, too much. Because that that's one of the biggest soundtracks of video games,
0: right? You hear Mario, you're like, yep, I know that one. It seems, it's one of those things that just seems to transcend no yeah. matter what yep. age, culture, generation you are. You hear that do yeah. do 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 and stuff <laughs> yeah. like that. It's, it's very it's incredible, Yeah,
1: it's incredible. And I, I really hope they do this in the movie. They really use that stuff and just make it epic, you know, with the music. Is it going to be an animated live yeah. action? Uh, animated. It's okay. made by the
0: guys who made Despicable Me. Yeah. So animated by them. Yeah, this is, funny movies. <laughs> they just made a real life Mario and Luigi, and it was literally so just creepy. about them as plumbers. <laughs> God, so cr- they did, didn't they in the in the 80s Isn't it? Uh, I
1: think it was horrible. Yeah, but yeah, with the sound, with one song I want to talk about mm-hmm. from the the soundtrack of, of Sunshine, sure. because I want everyone to go listen to this. You could tie it into the podcast, too yeah, somehow. But it's it's basically the Secret Courses song. This mm. okay. So you remember last time when we talked about Super Mario Sixty Four? I talked about a song. Um, from super Mario 64 that really like hit me. One of my favorite songs, uh, you know, of all time in in video games, it was, it it had that same impact, which is crazy because I didn't think it would like that would happen again. But this was a a secret course, uh, is basically the name of the song, but it's these hidden courses throughout super Mario sunshine. You can find, and you go down a pipe and you enter this like weird, like, it looks like you're in a dream sequence, but you're running through all these like puzzles and they're so fun, but the song is all acapella, so it's only, like, singing and snapping, and that's it. God. But it's it's of the ground theme in the original Super Mario Brothers game. Mm. So they brought it back, but they just did it with
0: singing and snapping, and I don't know why, but it is so mesmerizing. Dude, I feel like now over the Thanksgiving break, I really need to sit down and watch Pitch Perfect again. It's just... A- Perfect. Yeah. I'll, I'll let you know, no, know I'm joking. I'll that. let you know when I'm joking. You know, I know. Oh, no, like Sir, bite your tongue. Just bite the way your you tongue. Said
1: it. <laughs> can't, can't wait to sit down and watch Pitch Perfect again. <laughs> it's a banger. It's no, a banger. No, it is. It is. Aren't they releasing a new one? Oh, no, 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 that's Magic Mike. I'm sorry. <laughs> different,
0: uh, different. Uh, I have different. yet to sit down and watch that. <laughs> I've heard in different ways it's bangers. <laughs> Janet Dayton's <laughs> great. So. Oh, my God. What a honk. <laughs> he is. <laughs> what a honk. No, I am. Um, yeah, some, that's, that's the thing. It feels like we've got to get a handle on just the amount of releases and stuff they do. I feel at a certain point, not just with games and yeah. movies and stuff, you can saturate your own market. Yep. Oh, absolutely. But You could really
1: use those movies as an example of what I was talking about with video games, where they just take it, rescan it, and then send it right back out. <laughs> they do it all the time with everything.
0: We, we've all seen the Fast and Furious series. Yep.
1: Which one? I don't even remember. Dude, if you showed me a scene from some of the Fast and Furious movies, I wouldn't be able to tell you which one it was from. And that's, that's how bad it is at this point.
0: And I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. Vin Diesel, Dwayne Johnson, yeah. Jason Statham, you guys know you have my money. Yeah. Quit telling me it's going to be the last <laughs> yeah, ride. Yeah. I'm showing up. I'm showing up. You know it. But <laughs> just, I just want honesty. just makes expendables four, five, whatever. Well, I guess this is the last time we're going to get together and Muscle Park. Really? Because this no, is Fast not. and the Furious 284. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: And not only that, they're doing crazy shit now. I can't believe that it's not like stunts. They're actually driving off skyscrapers and stuff into other ones.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And that's all it is, is... (laughs) That's all the movies become is like, where the can we is, drive a car off of? Yeah, it's ridiculous, dude. I, I I don't even watch it anymore. Yeah. like we need to drop it from an F-52, yeah. have it ride right across the ocean, yeah, go up mountains, and it's like that's that's not an all-terrain vehicle. If I if I bought that car from the factory, I would not be able to do this. Yeah, even all the mods in the world. Oh I've God. I've got a good bit of friends who are car nuts. And I don't know. I don't know. Robbie told me he could do that. I mean, yeah. he told me you could do that. Well, Robbie seems to be the only one who's yeah, using a Jaguar for its actual purpose, which yeah. is all-terrain. Yep, you know, yep. He's when riding he, the hell out of it. Yeah, and he puts a trailer behind it, starts yep. showing, and it's like, finally, somebody's <laughs> using this car yeah. for just a heavy-duty, Yeah, you know, who needs a truck when you have a Jaguar? <laughs> true. I can't yeah. believe he's hauling shit on that thing. <laughs> I just want hilarious. to see Robbie at a ranch that's in like <laughs> yeah. work boots and stuff just like your typical like yeah. rancher just a handlebar mustache just drinking a black cup of coffee out of a thermos and be like, "All right, we're topio on this ranch." And then he, I'm
1: pretty sure he already does that. We just we're not there. Yeah. And then he They're "Like,
0: what's going on? He's like, I still want to look great. <laughs> what the hell? I still want to look great. Yeah. Oh man. Oh man. So In the spirit of Thanksgiving, I also wanted to ask you, I've been asking a lot of people this question. Sure. What's one dish you have to see at the Thanksgiving table? What's your one go-to that all hell would break loose if you don't see it? I literally, I just went in my head and I go, oh, that's it. Uh,
1: So green bean casserole, dude. I don't know what it is about green bean casserole, Mm. but I fucking love it. It's so tasty. Every time I have, like if you take green bean casserole and mix it with mashed potatoes, my God, it's good. I take that over the turkey, which is surprising because I say turkey a lot. Mm-hmm. But I take that over the turkey. I'll take that over anything. Rimey casserole was so fucking good that I, I just have to have it. And so, yeah, every time I see it and- – it's the, it's the thing is like not a lot of people still have
0: it there <laughs> at Thanksgiving. <laughs> so it's sad and depressing when I walk in and I don't see it. And I'm like, oh shit. I was texting one of my good girlfriends and I asked her this question last yeah. night and she says she does a really fancy green bean casual really? and we may hang out Saturday. And she said, I may have to bring you some. So oh, I'm call. Me up. I was like, I'll save you some. I'll save you some. That's what I mean. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Just bring it, uh, you know, afterwards. <laughs> yeah. I just show up for the castle. I'm like, I'm getting
0: the hell out of here. I'm like Kramer yeah. from Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're just in the middle of hanging out. <laughs> yeah. Hey, by the way, like <laughs> <Presbyterian> <laughs> said, you got some really good good yeah. castle. <laughs> That's going to be me. So, <laughs> I do have your address, so this works out. Yeah, come on over. Come on <laughs> over Saturday night. So you're welcome to. All right. So you're having some friends over. Mm. You're having just a little get together. And you want to entertain. What Mario game are you playing that they can all play together so i'm thinking mario party mario kart what what what's your what's okay, your so game
1: not, not strictly sticking to super mario then we're, no, we're no. gonna branch out here yeah
0: okay.
1: the game i i would want to say mario party because it's like almost anyone can pick it up mm-hmm. but the times that i've had the most fun in a group setting with mario is mario kart mm-hmm. uh, mario kart 8 deluxe to be exact mario kart 8 came out on wii u in 2014 then they did deluxe and you know in 2018 or 19 and for the switch and they just really so much content at this point it's literally the greatest racing game as far as like i don't know the term for like more unrealistic like kart i call them kart racing games versus mm-hmm. like real time like racing forza games, like forza stuff yeah. yeah this is the best racing game as far as a kart racing game goes of all time like and we get it right here in modern consoles. It's crazy because, like, you can think back in history, there have been so many good ones Crash Team Racing and even Super Mario Kart and even Mario Kart uh, Double Dash, which everybody loved on the GameCube. But this game is loaded with content. You have every damn character you can think of in it, so many tracks. They're releasing packs like now, Like a, a new one comes out next week with four new tracks.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's like constant new content, but you, it's so, so fun with a group. You're sitting there, you're all racing. Sometimes it's fun to play that game where, I forget what it's called. I think it's just like, I think it's just like beer card or something. I forget what they call it. Oh. Don't correct me on this, but you have to finish your beer before you finish the race. Yes. So you can drink it every now and then while you're driving, but you have to put your controller down to take a drink. So mm-hmm. most of the people wait till the end and they shotgun it and then they. I was gonna race. say,
0: it seems like uh, some of the strategy can be either just yeah, open it up and get going. Yep. But it is so addictive. <laughs> Not drinking, but...
1: <laughs> well, that's also addictive. That is addictive, yeah. but <laughs> Mario, Kart, uh,
0: Mario Kart 8 is such a, such a good game. If you have a Switch, you have to have Mario Kart 8. You just have to. I think that's how you can figure out who some of your ride-or-die friends are going to be, yeah. is if you can get through night Oh, Mario Kart race, when there's lots of drinks <laughs> yeah. going around, and at the the next day you can come back and shake hands yeah. and love each other. Yeah, I think that's a test of a good friendship. Well,
1: and that's the thing is like that, that's the only thing you can put in it to to win against me at this point. You know, mm-hmm. you have to get me to drink or something because I'm going to beat you. Mm-hmm. This is how it is. You think you no would be that, beat me in Mario Kart? <laughs> you think it would be that way
0: on 64?
1: <laughs> oh no, no, no. Okay, I'm nowhere near as good as 64 because I don't play it like I used to. Mm-hmm. I, I religiously played Mario Mario Kart 8. For at least three years straight. Like I would play other video games, but I would always do like some races every now and then, like at night or something on Mario Kart 8. So I got really fucking good at that game. I wish I could do that with fighting games, but I, I just don't have the patience to be that good. But I, I got really good at it. I won a Mario Kart 8 tournament one time. Really? Yeah. I entered a tournament at this place called Battle and Brew, in uh, close to Atlanta. Yeah. I, I don't know what the town is, mm-hmm. but I entered it. I had no idea I was going to win. I, I went in there. I was just like, I want to have fun. You know, I've been playing the shit out of this game. Mm-hmm. I got
0: in there and I beat every person. I got first place. Was it particularly close? It was pretty close with the guy, the second place guy, but everybody else, no. So, my summer camp that I was telling you about, we did an NFL Blitz tournament. Yeah. And again, except for the second pl- place person, I was, you word for you, I was yoking. Yeah. I was yoking. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> I was yoking and stroking. Yoking and stroking. Yeah. Well, that came later. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it. I won Mario Kart. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Stand to Stand the um, Yeah, was, we're talking two-stroke because yeah, engines yeah. Of, course, of course. Of course, yeah. We, I drove home. You know, I don't know why these people are so nasty. Yeah, get your minds out of the gutter. Get your minds out of the gutter. <laughs> I was a child. Yeah. I was a child at the time. Come on. Come on. But yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, that is sick. That is sick. Did you it's get any so good, did you like, get any money?
1: I got a gift card for like some for the games there at the place. So you can go in and like you can pay for like renting out sections to mm-hmm. play video games, and so I got a like a hundred dollar gift card or something. So not amazing prize, but I didn't care because you had the bragging rights of saying you won a tournament, which is never the case for me. You know, every video mm-hmm. game tournament I've ever entered, i never came in the first place. That was the only one.
0: So felt good. Felt good. It's crazy how competitive these tournaments and games are getting yeah. now. Oh yeah, these well, are actual jobs and livings. Yeah. May. oh oh my gosh if you ever get the time like I'll, I'll send it to you
1: next time it happens but like this event called evo happens mm-hmm. it's all fighting video games you get to see how good these people are at fighting video games and it is so entertaining it's like to me that's super bowl level shit mm-hmm. like watching these guys and they're like how fucking good they are it is so addictive like honestly you don't even think it at first you're like why would i want to watch people play video games but when they're this good it is that entertaining
0: yeah and it's hard to um Okay, cool. We're good. You thought it went off? Us? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like I'm pretty sure the XLR cord has nothing yeah. to do with the actual laptop. <laughs> if like, you want to just double check again because people can turn their nose up at it, and it. I believe it is an art form. Me personally, yeah. And when you're that's your living, that is your craft. Yeah. And when I watch anybody who is exceptional at their craft, yeah. it is just fun to watch. I was watching the. It's one of those time lapse videos. Yeah. of This guy just doing stone masonry work. And I was like, oh, my God, this is fascinating. It's crazy. Yeah. And I was watching it. I was like, next thing I know, I was like, oh, my God, 20 minutes just went by. And yeah. I was watching essentially a guy cutting like bricks. <laughs> yeah. But, but you got to take the time and take a
1: step back and just look at like, think about how hard it is to actually do anything. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, well, actually, most things are impressive because it's like it takes a lot to do almost anything.
0: <laughs> I, I think that's or why, at least be good. at. Things. I think that's why people can start to appreciate and get impressed by it is because you see the trade off and you, yeah. like, oh, your life is video games and that's it. Yeah, that's it's like, a, like oh, you forego birthdays, uh, yeah. holidays, stuff like that. You're very selective, and yeah. that's what I'm starting to realize is that I'm doing too much, and I need yep. to really focus on my on goals what you and narrow it down. On what you want to do, yeah. On yeah. what like your real passions are, yeah. Yeah, which is stand up comedy and yeah. like trying to get into hunting for just yep. providing. So, yep. so yep. sorry to all my vegan and vegetarian <laughs> friends out there. I I I don't want it to have to be where I take a life to provide, but that's how nature set it up. Hey, sometimes we gotta survive. I get it. Yeah. And I mean, like, that
1: was me too. Like, well, not the hunting part. Mm-hmm. I don't hunt. But I had to, like, I had so many, like, passions and, and things that I loved. And I wanted to be obsessed with all of it, right? So I, like, loved movies at one point. And these are more, like, passions that are hobbies, right? Mm-hmm. Which, luckily, can be the same thing. Yes. But I got so obsessed with, like, film and wanting to keep up with film and knowing a lot about the history of film. And then I also got obsessed with, you know, uh, music at one point. I just wanted to be, I just wanted to know so much about music and all this stuff, never able to play an instrument, but I just wanted to understand music history and all of that. And I had to decide, Hey, what am I really going to, what am I going to narrow this down to? Because obviously from my entire childhood was video games. That's what's been my thing for as long as I can remember. And then I thought
0: about if everything got cut out, what was the one thing I want to keep? Yeah. So I just from my bookshelf, I just pulled out this book that my good girlfriend, um, Catherine Moore, gave me. It's called Strength Finder. Oh, wow. And basically it gives you a little 20 page introduction of their book and how it's set up. And I think based on Gallup polls and research, they found that most humans are better off improving on their strengths than trying to build up their weaknesses. You don't want to ignore a weakness, but then it gives you the CD where you just sign up for a course and it asks you two completely random different questions and you have to choose which one you align with. And it gives you about 10 to 15 seconds to answer because it wants you just going natural. It doesn't want you thinking about what are they trying to get to and give the answer that like, Oh, my strength is I'm, I'm sporty. So I'm going to answer this, but yeah, it's so completely polar opposite questions. Like, have you ever done woodworking before? What's your favorite cup of coffee? And you're like, well, what? I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, you know? that's hilarious. <laughs> and then you just start choosing, and it's stuff yeah. and you're trying to think. You're like, how are these related? Oh, that's not the point. I've just yep. got to answer. to so go through, yeah. And my number one strength, and I believe all strengths and weaknesses yeah. can be reversed. You know, your For greatest sure. strength can probably, probably be your ba- biggest weakness, and vice versa. My number one strength was that I'm a learner.
1: Oh yeah.
0: And that just means you love learning a little bit about everything. Yeah.
1: Yeah. About, I noticed that about you, obviously with this cast. Yes. It was like, and, you want to learn.
0: <laughs> and like we were just talking about, I can have so many passions and hobbies and yeah. interests, and I've got to focus on yep. what I want to do, because I think one of the notes I just wrote down is, I think that's kind of what people want most from the work life is eventually to turn their passion into a way they can get paid. Yeah. Yeah. And, and sometimes I don't even necessarily believe it has to be like, if you have multiple
1: passions, I don't believe that you necessarily have to have your main passion be the thing that you get paid for. But I do believe that it should always play a part in your life. Like Mm -hmm. if you have, like if you're surrounded by friends who don't, they always want your attention, but they don't care if you like get your, for me, it's get my game time in or something. Like if they understand that and they're like, yeah, like I understand that's his like thing he loves to do. That's how you know you have a good friend group and you, you can, you can, you don't have to worry about your work also being your main passion, you know, like Mm -hmm. for instance, like aerospace and stuff like that, that is now a huge passion of mine. Mm -hmm. I I, I didn't know that when I first started and it grew and I started to realize, man, I really love this shit. I Mm -hmm. love doing
0: this shit. Yeah. And I, I really enjoy ballroom dancing and my classes just ran out and I want to keep doing that. But the amount of time and money I have to invest in it, it's not where I'm at right now, but I have to remind myself that, it doesn't mean I can't come back yep. to it or I can never do it. Right. Hopefully I get to this point where just through my stupid personality and yeah. talking, <laughs> I can earn a good, a good living. And that's another thing about stand-up comedy and yeah. podcasting is it's kind of an iron sharpens iron right. where each is going to help build upon mm-hmm. each other. So I... I listen to each one of my episodes. I cringe. I cringe at it. I'm (laughs) so.
1: You cringe at it? Yes.
0: Again, I think we're always going to be our worst critics and worst enemies. But then I get inspired by my guests who seem so eloquent and just so fluent with their speech. Yeah. I mean,
1: like, well, I mean, shit, we get influenced all the time by you. So it's funny that you say that. I mean, sure, you're listening to us and you're like, oh, yeah, these guys are so great. But (laughs) we think you're great. That's why we're here. But it's also just a nice little cycle. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like listening to it. It's like, damn, I mean, like. Honestly, it's it's pretty incredible, like, the fact that you do stuff like this because then people get to talk. Like, for instance, some people don't listen to me. <laughs> so, like, people don't listen to me sometimes.
0: I'm sorry, say that again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I will talk about video games, but I do, I do it so much, and I get it. I do it too much sometimes. So the people get exhausted, and they're like, God, oh, do you have to be talking about this again? But it's cool because you've given people an, uh, kind of an outlet to talk about the things they love. But you haven't just given them an outlet to talk about the things that they love, but also to be a listener, which is sometimes rare to find people who are going to listen. And so we're here and you'll listen and you ask questions and stuff like that. And it's a beautiful thing. And I
0: just don't sell yourself short and don't cringe at yourself. I I try not to. (laughs) And I I am starting to, again, realize my self-worth. And I think that for me, when I do that stuff um and kind of do the self-deprecating that's kind of a safety and protective mechanism so i don't let the ego start taking control because back in the day i would feel myself too much and i'd be cocky and i would think that just my personality or my talent alone could get me through and it'll get you maybe off the start line maybe further than you're expected but at certain point the work has to be following behind it and if you're not putting in the work then it's kind of one of those tragic cases yep. of lost talent or. Oh yeah, for sure. So, but it is funny because a lot of guests who come on, they talk to me about the inspiration that for whatever reason I, I seem to provide. And I say, <laughs> that's weird because I got this inspiration because of y'all. So y'all have been inspiring me. I yeah. feel like you said earlier, it's full cycle. Man. Yeah. And like
1: yeah. we're all, we're constantly influencing each other and that's what keeps driving us forward and keeping us wanting us to push and be successful. Even if success is just be based on like whatever
0: your definition of that is. Yeah. And I've had a lot of friends reach out afterwards and a lot of um, people um, come up to me and say, Hey, thank you for doing what you're doing. It's important. And I said, I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not sure what's going on. I don't think anyone does actually. So (laughs) I'm (laughs) I'm not sure what you're talking about. And they're like, Oh, you were talking on your podcast. And I said, I talk all the time. (laughs) How I talk on my podcast. I don't think is too different from how I talk in life. So, that's why we love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Absolutely. So, what do you got going on the rest of the day, Mr. DK?
1: Um, well, I've got actually not much. I have to go by uh I have to go by like GameStop to trade in my PS5 controller because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's getting like uh analog drift, which means that my character keeps walking to the left. PS5 yep. is known for this issue. Mm-hmm. So, and they haven't fixed it yet. No, well, it's just a Production issue, right? So mm-hmm. they just ship these out, and I could send it back to Sony, but it's going to take damn two, three weeks. And, and like,
0: you've got holidays coming up, so I think yeah. that timeline
1: would be yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm I'm gonna just go trade it in and get another one at GameStop. So I gotta do that after this, and then I'll probably end up just continuing playing God of War, and then I stream later tonight. So awesome. Yeah. What what days and times do you stream? It's usually oh, actually it's always except for this Thursday because of holidays, uh, or when I'm on you know, when I'm going on a
0: business trip, but Tuesdays and Thursdays are my stream days. And I stream at like seven o'clock every time. Is that what we were talking about um, earlier where timing is everything? Is that kind of when most, it feels like gamers for the most part are nocturnal creatures. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, you mean like, like that time being the time that you should game or. Yeah. um, Would it be better if
1: you were able to just do it at noon or something? I think that there is no real time. I don't think there's a real time that you should do it because I, I think that really the thing about um, trying to build an audience, like it's different with podcasts because you, mm-hmm. you are releasing episodes. Well, actually it's no different because it depends on how often you release episodes. Like if you're promising your fan base, you're going to release an episode every, every once a month, right? Mm-hmm. You better make sure you have one a month because then you're letting your fan base down. They're waiting on episodes and stuff. And then you you're not actually showing up. This was actually had a, rough spurt in the middle of my streaming on Twitch that I was like, I stream every Tuesday and Thursday There were weeks where I would just not stream. It.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I kept skipping and like, I lost a little bit of an audience uh, here and there yeah. from that. So now I'm very consistent. And if I am taking a day off, it will be marked on my calendar on my Twitch channel. So you go there, you'll see it. It'll say vacation,
0: mm. which not always vacation. It's me going <laughs> to work. <laughs> yeah. And then I've had a lot of people who wanted to kind of do a separate podcast with yeah. me with them. And I'm very flattered, very humbled and honored, but it's hard enough for me to align my schedule with guests and stuff like that. And I've tried in the past to link up with other friends and stuff. Life gets in the way. And then if you're not careful about it and you're not openly and honestly communicating with each other, it can cause a rift, which is just unnecessary because at the end of the day, it's like, hey, we had this idea. It didn't work out. Let's keep it moving. So I kind of like being an independent contractor because... I like knowing I can count on myself. And again, I've got so much stuff going on. I've got so many interests and yeah. activities. If I don't take time to just stop and focus on what's actually important to me. yeah, Like you said, I'm going to get caught up doing stuff that's not really serving what I want to accomplish. Getting distracted by yep. the shiny things where now all of a sudden, like I said, I work at this golf course and I'm trying to figure out how to build basketball shoes. It's like, (laughs) yeah, stick a business model, stick with the business model and just go. And and it's okay to
1: to be creative. Like that. That's literally your creative mind speaking. It's like, you want to learn new things. You want to do new things, right? Mm -hmm. It's, it's fucking hard to keep up with all that shit. So you have to like, you have to really plan it out. If you're going to want to build a basketball shoe, (laughs) you're going to have to put that in your schedule down the road. You can't just start doing it whenever the hell you want.
0: Yeah. And yeah, I it's, had. To, it's about patience. Yeah. And you've got to know what you do well and be honest yeah, with yourself. And exactly. Yeah. I think what I do well is relating to people and yeah. getting along with them and talking with them. And the older we get, I mean, the more you have to realize the things that you're like, you're strong at. Like you were saying with your book here, it's like mm-hmm. you got to know your strengths. So because they can become weaknesses. Yes. If you're yeah. Not. You got to focus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's what it was is, again, I don't want to necessarily say a weakness because it's cool to yeah. learn a lot of different things and be the. Jack of all trades, blah, 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 all these cliches. But again, I had to say, hey, I don't want to become a professional ballroom dancer. I want to do competitive dance and I want to dance a lot. But right now that's further down on the priority list. So I need to get obsessed with my passion. And yeah, I mean, I'm right there
1: with you. Like when I was starting Twitch, I if it weren't for like people like Leo and Diego and, and people like that in my life who were just like, you need to stop thinking about how perfect it needs to be before you even start and just do it. Mm -hmm. And then it will get better. And they were right. I mean, Mm -hmm. the the channel has gotten so much better now. It's like improved. It looks so much better. If you look back to videos that I was doing back in 2020 versus now, they look totally different. It's like someone who knows what they're doing versus someone who's trying to do something and look like he knows what he's doing. Yeah. So, and the same thing with a, I'm I'm trying to start a podcast, right? Yeah. Me and me and Danny and, and another friend of ours, I are just now starting it. Like we're going to release our first episode in January, but me and Danny started talking about this a year ago. Yes. I said to him, I said, Hey man, he came to work one time. This is how I know it was a year ago. Cause he came to work one time. I was like, Hey man, I got the mic. So we're good to go. This was a year ago. Mm-hmm. And now we're just now starting. So sometimes you just got to put it on the back burner and you have to be ready. But other times you need to, it, just depending on the situation, like if mm-hmm. you're just putting it off because you're trying to make it perfect, just stop doing that shit.
0: That's what I was doing, and yeah. when I listened to the very first episode of La Pressing yeah. Yes with with you, I was cringing at my voice and everything, <laughs> but I also had a smile because yeah, I actually have a template to improve on now, yeah. and it's not just in my mind. Oh, what happens if it wants to be if I want it to be perfect? It's never going to be perfect. Yeah, yeah. It's never going to be perfect, except for the times I have you on as a guest. (laughs) Yeah. Other than that, the other fools.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My apologies, Cody. (laughs) I even went back and listened to a little bit of that episode prior to doing this, because I was like, well, what did I even talk about with Super Mario 64? Because, you know, we talked about that game for a while. Mm -hmm. and um, But also, just I was listening to other episodes. And I I looked at the evolution of how much you've grown since me and you did the episode. Yes. Because like obviously, like the you know the audio quality wasn't the best that first episode because we didn't have we didn't know what we needed. Yes. So it's gotten better and better and better, and I only see it growing and growing. So it's like it's that's awesome when you can see that evolution. Mm -hmm. If you you hear it and then you're like, it's never changing. What's going on here? (laughs) It means I don't actually think anybody's putting any time into it. That's
0: that's a key thing. Yeah. Is it's not just enough to get started but then you've got to keep challenge yourself and keep asking yourself am i improving luckily for you and i we share a lot of the same friend group and they are so good about giving feedback that's actually helpful um jess was talking to me about she was a big influence on why i'm starting to get things going on social media yeah and she was basically like if you're not gonna prop up yourself and support yourself how can you expect other people to
1: right absolutely
0: yeah i said good point and then you've got to realize I would love for this to become a career, and you've got to realize that yeah. it's kind of like any startup businesses. For the first few years, you're probably not going to be making any money. Yep. You're going to be putting a lot of it into it. And when I had my good friend Sam Mitchell on, who is one of the co-founders of Rubru,
1: yep. yep, that I alternative that coffee said, yeah.
0: product, dude, he's still bartending and stuff. And I think he's very aligned with his focus, his mission. Yeah. He doesn't have too many. I mean, I know he has a lot of passions, but he just cares about. Getting this alternative coffee product sure. going. Um, he surfs in the morning out in San Diego, yeah, that's and then he works at a bar at night to make ends yeah. meet. And I was like, "Fuck!" If I don't admire the hell out of that. <laughs> yeah, that's sick. You know, <laughs> here's this guy who started a company, yeah. but he's still working this bartending job to make ends yeah. meet because he's not where he wants to. And they yep. put all the money back into the company. Yeah, it's crazy how many people I still hear of. They're working like two jobs and stuff. It's yeah. crazy, but
1: yeah, I admire the ambition.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's sick. Yeah,
1: And I see that in a lot of people that I know. So it's like, especially like you and, and shit, you know, and even Robbie. But mm-hmm. it's like, when I see that, I'm like, I have to be better. I have to be mm-hmm. better.
0: That's why it's so cool that we have the friend group that we do. And let me just say, anybody who's listening, the community you surround yourself with is so crucial to your success. It is not the end all be all. But if you're not surrounding yourself with good people, yeah. It's going to be hard to get out of that environment. You've mm-hmm. got to make sure you have the right people in your corner who are looking after your best interests who aren't afraid to challenge you in the right way and will support you not if but when you fall down. yeah I mean there, there's a fam- there's a famous saying about that right
1: It's like you you are the five like the five best friends you have or something, yeah something right? like
0: that and we may have talked about this before. Yeah. I think I saw some quote that said, show me your five closest friends and I'll show you your future. Yeah. Something, yeah. something it's to weird, that extent, yeah.
1: but it's, it's actually pretty damn true. I, I hate when stuff like that's true for some reason, <laughs> but Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Which is
0: why people who don't grow up in low income environments yeah. and stuff like that, they, I, I hope that's the case for everybody one day yeah. is that we're all like getting as close to the starting line to yeah. start as we can. But, man, they don't realize. I was talking to my buddy Will on the last episode about I didn't have time to focus up in school because I was trying to figure out where dinner was going to come from. Sure. I don't really care about the animal kingdom and whether Phylum comes after, you know, family or order or Genesis. Animal kingdom like the movie? Uh, That (laughs) and the actual animal kingdom. Oh, yeah. yeah, The hierarchy. Yeah. The hierarchy. Would you eat uh, bull testicle? Yeah, I'm not. I'm oh, okay, not. Okay. I'm not positive <laughs> I haven't already. I'm not positive. I, I think really the only animal that would be a no for me is dog. What <laughs> about cat, man? Oh, I think I'd eat cat. Togo, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, here, here's here's why I say I would eat cat. Um, Mountain Line. I hear that's really. I I hear that's actually really good. Some of the best game oh, you can get, really? which is technically okay. part of the cat cat family, familia. Fair, but it's what about like a normal cat? Would you like eat? a house cat? Yeah. <sighs> I, I have, long to say I'd, have, I'd have to be i'd have to be traveling internationally because some some cultures that is i okay. guess what they do yeah. that is what they do maybe so i am i'm so sorry to my friend minor for listening to this i i apologize minor, we gotta run
1: with toko and room I,
0: I remember after the when i got done recording this is when you were living at shetland yeah and there was like a a testy or a homeless cat that was... um Yeah, the great kitty, yeah. And this was one of the few times I've ever been caught speechless. Um, she was describing what y'all were doing. I was like, oh, if you need help with anything, just let me know. And she, without missing a beat, just looked at me, turned her head. She's like... Do you want to adopt a cat? And I was like, <laughs> yeah,
1: I rem- I, oh, yeah, I remember. I
0: remember. I misspoke. I my, my intention did not come yeah. across the way I wanted it to. Holy shit, I forgot about this. That yeah. was more me just trying to say I'm in your corner morally. Yeah, yeah. I want nothing to do with yeah. this actual <laughs> cat. So I apologize. Yeah, that's cr- that's
1: crazy. Yeah, yeah, because we were going to to get it shots and shit. Yeah, holy crap. That was
0: the same day. Wow. hmm Damn, I've i'm getting old okay anyway well like i said to you when you had that same quote when he got out and i said there's an infamous tom petty quote that says if you're not getting older you're dead (laughs) true and he is no longer getting older Mm -mm. sadly sadly one of the greats hashtag drugs (laughs) wouldn't that be a good thing Hashtags like a good thing right i think it's to bring awareness now at this point isn't it
1: okay yeah, most people don't even know it's pound, but yeah.
0: Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah again, which is again, that's on us as millennials yeah. to educate them. Hey, it's actually us the, are the boomers. I mean, it's actually the pound sign. So, uh, what other notes you got about? I was go-
1: I was looking here to see if there's anything of interest that I should have brought up. Um, I mean, I brought up the song. I really want people to listen to that. So, and
0: what's the song called? It's called
1: It's called Secret
0: Course. Secret Course. It is so. It's eerie, but it's also like and make sure when you're searching for it you type in Mario Sunshine yes, that way you Mario get Sunshine, the, yes the song he's referring to
1: yeah and then we talked about the
0: notes and so like It being six
1: years apart from Mario 64, which is insane, you know, because it was, that's a long ass time to be without another game in the Mario franchise. They Mm -hmm. did it that long. So Mario 64 to Sunshine, there was no game in between.
0: Well, some of the best do that, you know, where they wait so long. We've all seen the Incredibles too. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. And I will say, (laughs) I wonder (laughs) if it's a little different with games because sometimes taking too long for the next installment to come out, it can actually sour taste in the mouth. It'll
1: fuck you over. Yeah. Like, I mean, look at Kingdom Hearts for God's sake. It's be- it, it, that's because of development hell. They don't know what they're doing. And- Finding Dory. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. 90 minutes oh, of my like life. I can't get back. You now. Know like- no. I don't think I saw that actually.
0: Again, it was kind of what we were talking about earlier yeah. where it was repackaged. Oh, really? Same story? just Yeah. And at that point in time, once you're in the box office, they've gotten what they yep. wanted. Yep. You're not going to be able to just go refund I'm it. I'm pretty sure I remember the
1: reception for that film being really good, though. I wonder why. Maybe because it was a just a throwback to Finding Nemo.
0: Um, hysteria, finding yeah, throwback yeah. to Finding Nemo. It's a nostalgia thing. Yeah, people. I think oftentimes you want to be part of the crowd. Yeah. And yeah. it's it takes almost for anything to go against the grain of even saying something like Finding. Door. Here's something I had to deal with growing yeah. up all my life. Uh, Halloween Town, Hocus Pocus. Yeah. They're garbage over, films. Over, over. Oh, the they're garbage part. films. They suck. I never want to say it because, you know, people, you know, they love that
1: shit. But, yeah, I don't like, I don't care about it.
0: And I could literally, as I said that, I could feel people unsubscribing for my podcast. <laughs> yeah, broadcast. yeah
1: what, what the fuck did he just say?
0: Oh, oh I, I'm lucky I even have listeners in the Atlanta market. I made the big mistake <laughs> of having my friend Joe Wolf on, who's yeah. big into anime and video games. You guys would get oh, along. Yeah. He's a Midwest boy, and he started coming, again, I don't like to censor my guests. Unless you're just being yeah. racist or divisive. Of course. But when he came on and started saying that Pepsi is better than Coca-Cola. He said that? Yeah. When oh, I'm no. an Atlanta-based podcast. <laughs> That's hilarious. Did you I, uh beat those words out or what? No. I, I, well, I won't censor my guests. I will put disclaimers at the front of the episode. Yeah. And I said, hey, he had a temporary moment of weakness. <laughs> what the hell? Um, you know, so... That's amazing. He, he's inhaling too many fumes uh, at his
1: job. I haven't. <laughs> I haven't heard. I mean, I haven't tasted Pepsi
0: in probably ten years. Here's my thought on I need it. To, I need to go get one and see if I'm.
1: Here's, I'll buy a Coke and a Pepsi.
0: The same here's time. my thought on it. Oh, and when you first came over to help me set up, dude, I had those Coke bottles out of the glass, like those mm-hmm. old. Oh, those are so good. That's uh, the best way. Best ways to have Coke
1: is either plastic bottle or that glass. So yeah, is the best ways. I think Pepsi's first
0: sip is better than Coca-Cola's first sip. Literally really? the first sip. As soon as you pop open your drink, Yeah. I think that first sip is good. Mm. And then you get through a 12-ounce can or something yeah. and it just feels sweet. It feels like you're killing yourself. Yeah, yeah. you remember when those um, hard sodas started coming out like Dad's Best Root Beer and yep. stuff like that? The first time I had one, I was like, this is delicious. And then I ordered another one, I was like, this oh, is too no. much sugar. Yeah. I could immediately feel Dude, that.
1: It it's happened with me of recent because I just don't drink soda like I used to. Mm-hmm. But I used to love Orange Fanta and I used to love Mountain Dew. Mm-hmm. Both of them are so damn sweet it hurts me.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh fuck, you know, I'm not horny. Yep. It's horrible. Anti-horny. Yeah. It's completely flaccid. It. Yeah, it's. It's not nuts actually. No, no, no. yeah. it's, <laughs> it's lacking true, true. nuts. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I also want to apologize to my mom, grandmother, and youth director who listened to this. I appreciate your support so much, but not much has changed with Lopresti. That's true. I and I'm probably bringing it out. So I'm sorry too, Mama. Oh, no, you're good. Um, do you have any uh, snacks that you like to game with? Any go-to snacks? That, when when it's just you on your own. I, it seems snacks like a, that I game with? Yeah. I actually find myself not snacking at all when I game because I have to wash my hands every time before I like grab my controller because I don't want to destroy them. They're like $80 now at this point. That feels like one area where the industry can improve is the snacks that typically fuel gamers seem like they're counterproductive for the yeah, actual yeah, game. Yeah. I'm looking at you, Frida. Les. <laughs> I mean, I love popcorn during movies and shit. I have a fucking massive
1: uh, bag of skinny pop at the house. I got plenty of like uh, packs of popcorn. I always pop that shit.
0: When right. you said massive and I saw the beat come out, of that, I was like, oh boy, I'm going to have to issue another apology. <laughs> <laughs> Massive. Yeah. But yeah, like I love popcorn. What's your go-to movie and... snack if um, you're at a theater? Oh, that's it. Popcorn. Popcorn, popcorn.
1: and like uh, Reese's Pieces or some shit. Dude, I Reese's, Reese's
0: pieces. pieces. Yeah. I don't know why. Like When I'm just going to the store and I know I'm coming back home, yeah. I'm going to do Reese's Cup every time. Yeah. But even if there's Reese's Pieces and the cups at the theater, it's just yeah. something about, I want the pieces. Well, you know what's crazy? though? The ones I give you at the theater are too big,
1: so by the time you get like... I don't know, 25 percent of the way in, you're you're sick of Reese's Pieces, but you have a whole damn box afterwards. And sure, you'll eat them for you know a while. You, I put them in my car or something, and I'll eat them every mm-hmm. now and then. But like, they should make smaller bags. I'll pay for the shit. I just want a smaller bag because I get sick of that shit. When I'm
0: charge gonna it. charge me the same price. Yeah, <laughs> popcorn's different. I'll be like shoving that shit in my mouth. You ever heard that Tenacious D drive-through skit? <laughs> no. <laughs> Where they're at some drive-through and they're ordering food. Yeah. And he's like, Hey, I'll take the four count of nuggets. She's like oh, sir, we only do six count. He's like, that's fine. Charge me the same count for six. Just give me four. She's like, sir, we only do six nuggets. He's like, yeah, you can just throw two of those nuggets away and just give me four. She's like, "Uh, sir, what do you want me to do with the extra two nuggets? You can take those two nuggets and shove them up your ass. (laughs) The Jack Black yeah, Jack Black. <laughs> yeah. And then he's ordering for Kyle gas. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. And then he has to bum money for Kyle gas. <laughs> and then Kyle only has enough money for one order and he completely cuts Kyle's order. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. You want to Wait, talk?
1: that's from the movie?
0: Or? I, I think it's like one of their skits or something. Oh, okay, okay. I don't know if it's from the pick of Destiny, but you want to talk about some underrated people? Jack Black, I think, is one of the most underrated entertainers of our time. Yeah, well, luckily he's going to be in the Mario movie, so he'll blow up. Is he really? Yeah, he's Bowser. Yeah, <laughs> he's Bowser. God, School of Rock. That's that's gonna be. I think I'm just gonna have like a music day of movies where yeah. I'm just gonna do some Pitch Perfect, School of Rock, mm-hmm. and that's probably it. School of Rock's is a great movie. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, but Jack Black, yeah, he's just a cool dude. <laughs> I just love him. He's great. He's great. Well, is there anything else you wanted to touch base on with Super no, Mario Sunshine? I, I mean, Sunshine? we covered it.
1: You spend a lot of time in Isle uh, Delfino, which is the, the fucking place that you spend the entire game in. Mm-hmm. And it's like the hub. It's like the castle in Super Mario 64. Yeah. And it's covered in fucking goop. But yeah, I just, I more so just want to talk about how incredible the game is. You just, you guys have to play it. But it's like, uh, it is a great follow-up. You know, like the, the last thing I did want to talk about with 64 or uh, Sunshine was, when Super Mario 64 came out back in 1996, it, mm-hmm. was, um, it set the bar for what a 3D platformer was because it was the first of its kind. Mm-hmm. No, no video game was a 3D platformer before Super Mario 64. So Super Mario 64 created that. And after Super Mario 64, every video game from 1996 to 2002 was trying to be Super Mario 64. You have Crash Bandicoot, Spyro... Gex, all these video games were coming out just trying to fucking be the next Super Mario 64. No one could do it. And so when 2002 rolled around and Super Mario Sunshine was coming out, obviously, I bet back then I was just a wee boy, so I don't remember my thoughts about it. But I'm sure like gamers who were of age thinking about it, like how the hell do you follow up Super Mario 64? And How are you going to be able to follow up Super Mario 64? And so I think that's also a reason why Super Mario Sunshine sometimes gets a lot of hate from the fan base because I think a lot of the fan base that are hating on the game are people who didn't actually experience the game when it came on release.
0: Mm. These are
1: people who experienced the game later or maybe they experienced it, but they experienced it in a different light as a certain age and that was when we were evolving. So if that makes sense, but basically, obviously you're going to have a lot of nostalgia for 64 because that was when we were younger. Like that's your nostalgia, speaking, you know, Mm -hmm. Super Mario Sunshine is just as good of a game. In my opinion, and I had a damn good time going back through that. And oh my god, it was so magical! And it's it was a follow up to Super Mario 64, and I don't think any other game could have been at the time because, like, sure, there were so many great games in between. Jack and Dexter, the precursor's legacy, I think is a fantastic platformer, mm-hmm. but Super Mario Sunshine, it changed the game. Another, another incredible one from Nintendo. And after, um, gosh, I'm blanking on his name. Hold on, um, after, uh, Kazumi took over as as the director for the Mario series. I only think it got even better, which is crazy because Miyamoto kind of created it. Miyamoto is the the brains. He, he created the entire series, and that is why it's so good. Like from Super Mario Brothers to Super Mario Brothers uh, 64, or Super Mario 64. The series was incredible. Those were all great games, right? You look at them and you're like, holy shit, these are incredible. But after Kazumi took over, it became just way more creative in my opinion because you look at sunshine then you look at galaxy you're like what the hell totally different galaxies fucking beach setting then you look at odyssey and it's like a huge adventure it's like always different and so Mm -hmm. i feel like the series just really really got good after that which Mm -hmm. obviously the beginnings are incredible classics but i think that it even got even more innovative later down the road. And so that's what I want to talk about. Sunshine was the beginning of that innovation to be even crazier
0: yeah. and, and more unique. It's awesome that they improved and you th- yeah. think it gets better. And it feels like they were yeah. trying to reinvent the wheel. They were just trying yeah. to look back and observe and say, what What subtle changes can yeah. we do to maybe even enhance this already amazing product? Yeah. Yeah. And then you, you're using a backpack called flood and that's
1: literally the whole mechanic of the game. It's not about Mario doing backflips and jumping about him using his backpack to fly all around this, this wild island and go all the different islands and stuff. And I'm it's crazy. Because it's like, I also look at the map and you, you would think one thing I love about Mario games, is all locations. So I think about like, oh, well now I'm going to go to the snow area. Oh, now I'm going to go to the desert. You know, sunshine, you don't really have, I, I thought for sure I was going to be like kind of burnout by the end of it because it was all tropical kind of vibe, right? But mm-hmm. I didn't. They had a what this is the beautiful thing about Nintendo is that they have a way with level design to where every level feels so unique. Every place that I went felt so different. I mean it was obviously water related, but it felt so different. And damn it, I wanna play it again. I'm just literally sitting here talking about it. But that, that's the beauty of Super Mario Sunshine. And I think it is just another classic along the line of Super Mario games, and I don't think it should ever be considered like something lesser
0: than Super Mario Sixty Four. You gonna get to play it over this break
1: at all? I, I could. Uh, I'm on the I'm on I'm kind of on a journey to like max out every Zelda and Mario game, so I probably shouldn't find myself going back until I'm finished with all of them. But sometimes I, I, I would like to like you know throw it back in and just mess around and
0: see what's up because I got really damn good at it one too yeah. with the water gun. So, for my friends who are inevitably gonna run to your stream and they want to see the best video game stream there is. <laughs> so what's what's your handle and where can they find you? So twitch.tv slash TV. That's it. Okay, and I'm going to also put this in the episode yeah. description All so right. they can hopefully link to it. But more than anything, if you like just supporting good, awesome people, then get on there and check out his streams. Give him a follow, subscribe, um, do whatever you can because you're not going to be able to find a better person to help support you're you're one of the best. Thank you. And I sent information to you super last minute, so I uh, I messed up. <laughs> but I like I like my guests to be able to give the quote, but because yeah. I literally told you about 30 seconds before yeah. you arrived, <laughs> I I had one in the chamber. But next time you come on, you'll yeah. know and you'll be like, I've got a quote. a quote for you. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So this was from Modern Family, and this Modern's was family. yeah, this was from Cam. There are dreamers and there are realists in this world. You'd think the dreamers would find the dreamers and the realists would find the realists. But more often than not, the opposite is true. You see, the dreamers need the realists to keep them from soaring too close to the sun. And the realists, well, without the dreamers, they might not ever get off the ground. I like that.
1: <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> it's great. It's
0: great. Yeah, I guess i talking about artists. Yeah, a- a- absolutely. <laughs> well, Dustin, thank you so All much right, for coming you. on, brother. Thank you. This has been awesome. Thank you, everyone.